shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The good news in shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. If you don't believe that Jesus is coming soon, warning, if you attend a church that doesn't challenge you into a deeper relationship with God, warning, if you don't believe that God is a miraculous God of love that answers prayer today, warning, if you are too busy for God or your political correctness overrides your moral compass, then you may not want to listen to Activate Your Faith each Sunday at 10.30 a.m., Safety for your home and family, now that's important to you. And Gator Security with its five-year warranty can help. With security, video surveillance, and access control, Gator Security is available at www.gatorsecurity.com or 800-676-1580. Gator Security with its five-year warranty is a proud corporate sponsor of WCNO. Gatorsecurity.com. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's to you. How many of you realize we can, we, we can speed up this process of healing and deliverance and just see people get set free and just see people made whole if we would just stop trying to fix each other? Hmm? And we really begin to understand who it is that can fix us and spend more time just trying to get people to Jesus and a lot less time just trying to fix them. But we always want to fix each other, ain't we? Well, you didn't do that right. You need to change. I don't like the way you're doing it. I don't like the way you said it. I don't, you need to stop that. You need not. Jesus don't like that. Stop it. Stop it. Do you really got any idea how much this would help us if we would just stop trying to fix each other? Hmm. I mean, understand, these people knew that. They had, a, they had an understanding of that. We can't fix him, but Jesus can. So let's get him to Jesus. So they grabbed the four corners of his mat that, that he was laying on, and they tried to get him to Jesus, but there's a problem. They can't get in the house to Jesus because there's so many people in the house, and there's so many people outside the house, so they start looking for a way to get him to Jesus. They start trying to find a way to get into Jesus, which means that they didn't give up on getting him to Jesus just because it was inconvenient. Just because the time changed last night. Or just because some people were in their way. Do you know if you got somebody that you are really concerned about and you're really serious about getting them to Jesus, then how many of you understand that there will be some people that are going to get in your way? Because everybody ain't too thrilled about what you're trying to do. Sometimes when you're trying to get somewhere and you're trying to get press into the presence of God, some people just get in the way. They just kind of block you. And guess what? There will be some people that, that, that don't like the way you're trying to get people to Jesus. They don't like the way your methods are. They don't like the way you're trying to get people in the church. They, they, they think you're too loud or they think you're too obnoxious or they don't think you try hard enough. Or they think you're too religious or too spiritual or too liberal, too conservative. And they wouldn't do it the way you're doing it. 
They do it a whole nother way. And they'll just get in your way. Anybody ever experienced that before? I know I have. And my problem is I just don't deal with people too well that do that. God's still working on me in that area of my life. Because when people get in my way, I want to move them out of the way. Don't be blocking my way to Jesus. When I'm trying to get to Jesus or I'm trying to get someone to Jesus, I realize that it's not playtime. This ain't a football game. Huh? It ain't a basketball game. It ain't a movie. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. It's not playtime. How many of you understand it takes determined faith sometimes to get into Jesus? It takes determined faith to get people there. It takes hard work. It takes effort. That's the lesson that we learn from the woman that had the issue of blood. For 12 years, she had this disease. For 12 years, she was sick. But she heard that Jesus was coming through, and she wasn't going to let nothing keep her from pressing in to the presence of God. Listen, you might think Jesus is on his way somewhere else, or you might think he's on his way to do something else. But can I just say this to you? Jesus always honors your faith. Always. The faith of this woman stopped him dead in his tracks. And he stopped and he looked and he said, who touched me? Who touched me? Have you understand this woman? And the Bible calls her a certain woman. A certain woman. Why? Because she was a little bit different than everybody else. She didn't want to wait her turn. Huh? She didn't have a whole lot of etiquette. She wasn't really concerned about the fact that she wasn't supposed to be nowhere around Jesus. She wasn't really concerned about the fact that people surrounded him and she had to push through. And the disciples were trying to keep people from touching Jesus. And she was like, get out of my way. You ain't blocking me. Matter of fact, she was a little bit rude. She pushed right up on oh, oh, in there. She was determined to touch Jesus, and there was nobody that was going to stop her. And the key is, is that she was coming in faith. She was finding a way to get to Jesus, and she wasn't letting nobody stand in her way. Don't you block me from Jesus. Don't you keep me from Jesus. Boy, if we had that attitude about coming to church... Boy, if we had that attitude about saving souls, if we had that attitude about doing outreach, if we had that attitude about missions, can you imagine what would be happening here? Come on, somebody. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. When I'm trying to get somebody to Jesus, listen, because where I come from, getting people to Jesus is the number one priority of my life. There's nothing else more important. And anything that you can do to get them there is fair. It's all fair game. And everybody don't agree with that. I understand that. But sometimes if you've got to run over them, go around them, push through them, lay them down, go under them, do whatever you've got to do to get them to Jesus. There's nothing more important than getting people to Jesus. There's nothing more important in your life than getting people to Jesus. Come on, are you hearing this this morning? Not your job, not your children, not your family, not your career. There is nothing more important than getting people to Jesus. God called you to help somebody and go after them. You go after them with everything that you got and don't you give up. You get them to Jesus. Even if your friends don't think you're doing it right. Even if your friends think you're all messed up. Even if people are criticizing you, I don't care. Get them to Jesus. And that's what these guys decide to do. We're going to get him to Jesus no matter what. 
So they crawl up on top of the house and they begin to tear the roof apart. That's just absolutely amazing to me. If I was in here preaching one Sunday and somebody started ripping the roof off to get in here for the service, I'd fall over. Look, I know a lot of people wouldn't be too thrilled about somebody tearing their roof apart. Because hmm? you've got to fix that. Let me say it this way. Roofs are not inherently evil. You understand that? They don't necessarily need to be destroyed. We, we, we get that, right? They serve a purpose. They are simply just a structure, and that structure has a purpose. It keeps the rain out and keeps the weather out and keeps people dry on the inside and keeps the A.C. in so we can stay cool, and it keeps the heat in when it's cold outside. We like roofs, don't we? Everybody like roofs? Amen. It has a purpose. But can I just tell you this? If the roof is standing between you and Jesus, then the roof's got to go. We understand that, right? Come on, please don't miss what I'm about to say. That means that any structure in your life or my life or in the life of the church that keeps people from getting to Jesus has to go. It's got to go. And listen, there's nothing wrong with structure. Structure is good. Guidelines are good. Structure has a purpose. But if rather than facilitating people to get to Jesus, it begins to block people from Jesus, then the structure's got to change. We will not be so structured in the church that we block people from Jesus. Whether it's your life and how you run it, your personal agenda, how you use your time, or how you are structured, if it keeps people from Jesus, it's got to go. It's got to change. Somebody say, it's got to change. Listen, if we're really serious about, uh, about people that the Lord has laid on our hearts, and we're really serious about going after these people, and we really want to get them to Jesus, guess what? It might require from us rearranging some of the things in our lives. Just getting people to Jesus as long as we don't have to give up anything. As long as we don't have to move out of our comfort or move into a threshold of pain. See, most of us are just okay with getting people to Jesus as long as we don't cross the threshold of pain. So what are you talking about, Pastor? You mean you want to let people take advantage of me? That's not what I'm saying. God don't want you to be foolish. Come on. Say that with me. God don't want me to be foolish. Because I mean, no, foolishness will enable a person to stay right in the mess they're in. Wisdom will set them free. Hmm? What I'm saying is, if you can get somebody to Jesus and it requires you to give up some of your comfort level to get them to Jesus, then give it up. And get them to Jesus. So how many of you know these guys, they take the roof down and they're letting this guy down through the roof. Jesus is on the inside of the house and he's teaching. And he all of a sudden sees this guy being lowered through the roof of his house. And, and, and Jesus gets up to see this guy who can't move. And he looks at him. And check this out, ladies and gentlemen, what he says. Because this is totally blows my mind when Jesus does this. Jesus looks at him and he doesn't say, you're healed. Your faith has made you whole. Get up and walk. I'm so glad you could join us today. Would you like a cookie? He looks at the man that cannot move 
And he says to him simply, your sins are forgiven you. Don't you just find that interesting? How many of you understand that's not why these four guys brought him there? We get that, right? They didn't bring him there to get his sins forgiven. They brought him there to get him up off the mat so he could walk. They brought him there to see him be healed. They brought him there to see the miracle. But Jesus just stands up and looks at the dude laying on the mat that can't move, and he says, your sins are forgiven. And listen, there's a little phrase in that passage that says, when Jesus saw their faith, not the faith of the guy that was laying on the mat, he's just hanging out. But when he saw the faith of the four people that were committed to getting to Jesus, their faith, it says, so that when he saw their faith, he responded to their faith, but he didn't respond the way they thought he was going to respond. They were expecting their friend to jump up and start walking. Huh? And Jesus responded a whole different way. Watch this. Jesus looked at the man laying on the mat and saw his condition. Not just his physical condition. But he saw the condition that mattered. And he responded to the deepest need of the man that was laying on the mat. And he said, your sins are forgiven. How many understand we don't always know what somebody needs? We can be mistaken about some of this stuff sometimes, can't we? You know what I mean? Listen, I've had to work with some people when I've been trying to, to get some people to Jesus and I'm taking them to Jesus. And I don't care what Jesus does because something needs to be done in some of these folks. You just want to get them to Jesus and God do a work. You know what I mean? But, but there have been other people that I've brought to Jesus, and I knew exactly what they needed from Jesus, and I knew exactly how Jesus really needed to fix them. And then when the Lord did something else, I was a little put off by it. Huh? Particularly when that person happened to be Kim. Come on, I'm just being honest. Amen? And, and I felt like that Jesus needed to work this issue out in her life because she was driving me crazy. And I'm saying, Lord, you didn't fix it the way I wanted it to be fixed. What's up, Jesus? I went through all this trouble to get her to Jesus. And it seems like things ain't the way I thought they was going to be. And you didn't deal with it the way I wanted you to deal with it, Jesus. You, you, you ever notice that when you bring people to Jesus and you really get them to Jesus, that you have to be willing to release them to Jesus? And leave it in his hands? And you understand why? Because they're not our project. They're his. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth.
is Kenneth Hagen of Faith Seminar of the Air. I learned something from P.C. Nelson that I've never forgotten. He said the time will come when you'll need faith either for yourself or for some member of your family. And if you haven't kept your faith strong, you will be at a disadvantage. That's why I encourage you to listen to Faith Seminar there every Monday through Friday on this station, and it will help keep your faith strong. Faith Seminar of the Air, heard at 7.15 a.m. daily on WCNO.
There is mercy for sin. There is safety within. In your name, in your name, there is strength to
searching's brought me to believe what Jesus said is the truth and it can truly save you free And that's Denise Davis. This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. 